This is the Professional Patients Podcast with Ruben and Ollie. Excellent timing. Oh, that was great timing. I don't know if they caught that. Yes, I did. Our wonderful I, audience. It's been beautifully I've just cracked the uh, brew can. Sure. <laughs> of Red Bull, which is not good. I know. It's terrible. It's not a good habit. Um, Excellent. Let's take it from the top, though. Today. We. Oui. How are you doing, Ollie? I'm How good. are you doing? I'm knackered. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Are you well? What's I'm, occurring? I'm doing well. I'm maintaining, as always. <laughs> and. Uh, um, I'm just a bit relieved because we've managed to try and get the house a bit quieter to record. No incessant beeping. Beep. So, other than us. Yeah. Uh, so, no incessant noises. And today, we are going to talk about life living with a transplant. Yes. Life living with a transplant. Sorry, that was really poor grammar on my Leading part. Leading up to a transplant. Leading up. After transplant. After what is this, like a bad rap? What yeah, you sorry, I was doing the ad-libs. <laughs> after, 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 after. after. So um, yeah, life yeah. leading up to a transplant, after transplant, the things we can and cannot do. Yep. Because there are lots of things we can do. There's a few things that we can't do. Not many. Not many. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. let's be honest. The benefits, the obvious benefits of having a transplant as yep. well. Um, along with how our lives have changed with, you know, our stories and things. Hmm that you know our experiences even and the future of transplants what we're looking forward to do and the differences between mine and yours because there's a couple of differences yeah i think that's fair like when you had your transplant most recently compared to when i had mine back in 2004 yeah because i'm an old bid like that no it's, um <laughs> no it's interesting in fact yeah why don't you start us off so tell me from what you remember and your memory's great anyway unlike mine <laughs> tell me about kind of what do you remember with in terms of the lead up to your transplant so it was in 2004. Nice. So it's so there's like it's kind of a saying. People, I think the best way I've ever described it when I was on morphine was I've had I've led two lives basically. Yeah. There's the life before transplant, which when you look back in it, isn't much of a life. It isn't. And no. then there's the life after transplant. Definitely. For me, uh, I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I was three weeks old, and to sum it up, really simply, my kidney burst. Like, mm. literally like a small grenade in me. Little three-week-old baby me, and my kidney just went bang. Uh, severely damaged my other kidney. Yeah. But luckily, touched wood wherever it was, well, it's done now. Yeah. But still, um, that kept me going for eight years. So that's without a transplant. You that's still without a transplant. To... You know, I didn't have to dialyze or anything like that, luckily. Yeah. Um, but then just the stress. It's not like you were living no, a normal exactly. life. I wasn't as... living a normal life. Yeah. I was uh, on a fin tube. Yeah. I, was, I had a fin tube. Stuck in me. I think it was once a week, every two weeks. From what I remember. Was this up your nose? Up my nose. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. I'm familiar with that um, experience you know, too. Like, you want to try and play a bit of football, or just play around with your mates, and next yeah. thing you know, you feel this horrible. Yeah. Because yeah, your fin tube's been yanked out. Yay. Um, so there was that. Uh, I couldn't physically eat. Mm. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to try and eat because I'd see all my mates eating during lunch. Yeah, because back then it's not really. It's a social thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's lunchtime. We we'll eat. Hey, it's lunchtime. Let's go eat. And oh, what are you eating? Oh, I don't know. Derry Duncan. And I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> must be feeding nice. tube. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. And then the nurse comes in and gives you a syringe of yeah, exactly. gloop. Yeah, and it was basically that. And then uh, I think I had that for about six years. Feeding tube. How were your experiences as a young person? Like, because I remember quite distinctly. Um, I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember one time being at like a, I think it was either a family event or maybe I was out and about or 
with family, obviously. Yeah. And I just remember like kids pointing and laughing. Oh yeah. And yeah, obviously no, I, that's, I had that a lot. Like now, obviously I, I've had a long time to get over all of this. Oh yeah. But at no, the time, it I hasn't left crying. any scars at all. <laughs> no, it has. I feel okay. <laughs> I'm not upset thinking about it. But what are you looking at? I remember one time being at this event and I was like walking around, and this is when, obviously, my mum still is amazing but super protective right yeah. so i must have you know been waddling over and trying to interact as all young baby humans do yeah. and there were like kids kind of trying to come up to me and pick, pull it. pick at it and yeah. pull it and i remember thinking like kind of you know like it's, it was my kind of first playing along with something that i don't feel comfortable about yeah. that whole experience and i was just like oh that's weird and then i just remember mum basically swooped me into <laughs> her arms and yeah and yeah. Then just that was quick and that was it yeah i remember it's not very pleasant no, I remember like throughout school, it would be a lot of, what's that? What does that do? Yeah. But it wasn't ever horrible. It was like, okay, you're a kid genuinely wondering why I can't eat. Like, That's nice. And I... even back then, I remember kind of being like, it's best to explain it to them instead of pretend that it's something it's not. I didn't know, to be honest with yeah. you. I knew I was unwell. But you know what it is? Because you're just a kid and you're kind of just even more resilient Didn't when you're young. different. You just, you know, like, because you don't see yourself. You just, you just are you. Yeah. I don't, you don't know life without kidney failure. No, exactly. I don't know any different. I mean, neither do you. But no. we, we both don't know anything different. But back then I remember um, kind of being like, well, you know what? Why do I need it, mum? <laughs> and mum just basically been like, if anyone asks, just tell them the truth. Just be like, you're you're unwell. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, but you know, uh, you're waiting for surgery, and just say you can't eat because yeah. it makes you upset. As in, it makes your stomach upset. Yeah. I was like, and that's what you tell people. And Fair you enough. know, kids back then be like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Do you want to play footy? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah as go. in, like, they're just so <laughs> they don't quick care. To they're just or like, forget, I mean, isn't it? And you'd realise they'd be yeah the one odd kid and he'd be a bit of a prat yeah and it'd be like why are you tugging on my tube you know it's not yeah. my fault and they'd tear it out and he'd be like okay you know what now i've got to go to the nurse now i've got to go to the nurse or and it's so i've got to wait well. for my mum to come back and put it in and it wasn't her fault of course yeah. she, she had to do it to keep me going it's just it's so not- uncomfortable because i remember when i was younger just just little things that i remember here this was more home like when i was at home because hmm. i think mum would make sure that i would get all the because obviously my parents have always wanted me to be outside of the house, treated yeah. as much as Good possible. Good so I'd be like, let's socialise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, when, you know, when we were, we were able humans. to be, you know, humans before isolation <laughs> and lockdown and shielding, um, mum would always do all the feeding and stuff at home and yeah. then take the tube out and then leave and then okay. we'd do our little yeah, no, social I'd things. Keep mine in all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I think, See, I think that might have made it worse for me because I didn't like the tube feet of no one likes something going up their nose unless I mean, it's... Uh, we should probably clarify what it means to be tube fed. It's not just up your nose. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, true. It's like it's into your, your eyes. Nose. It feels like it's going up it to your skull. It feels like it's going up to your eyes. But what's really happening is it's going up your nose. It's still going up your nose. It's going down the back of the throat. Mm. You feel it going down the back of your throat because yes. it scratches and burns. Yeah. And then it's in your stomach. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're it's literally not... just an entire tube going up your nose into your stomach. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that must be horrible. It sounds how it... Yeah. yeah it, it feels how it sounds. It's not nice. It's, it's really grim. not nice, yeah. But better than dying. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know? Better, yeah, better exactly. than dying. That's the way I kind of look at it. It's like, and to be fair, it was like, okay, I would feel horrible. Mm. And then, you know, in my kid's mind, it would be, I feel horrible. Feeding tube... Stuff goes through the fin tube. I now feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. know what that was until after transplant, where I remember really clearly the sister of the ward 
or it's just like you know that feeling you've got where you're feeling horrible when your stomach's going weird yeah that's called hunger already. yeah yeah that's... little like and little eight-year-old me it sounds stupid but i never heard you know no, i didn't you know what's going in and my mom that, was blowing yeah you're like wait oh my what? god <laughs> so i can eat like other people but that's the thing like pre-transplant with me my big thing was leading up to transplant mm. i didn't I understood it was big surgery. Yeah. I understood that. Like my parents have always been brilliant of, we're just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Because there's no point in being around the bush. You have to live it. Of course. So they were always honest with me. And they made sure that whenever they were in a room with a doctor or nurse explaining it to me, they would be like, no, explain it to him properly. Yeah, yeah, of Do course. Do it properly. And I and think I, we've, I been, love, you know, we've been treated, like, in terms of where we're, you know, where our clinics and things are, I think yeah. the... I think I'll probably be saying this every episode, to be honest, but the treatment Beautiful, is brilliant. amazing. Can't like, it really is. And like it. you said, it's one thing, the treatment being great and professional and the service and all of that. What I'm talking more about is educating your patients. Yeah. I've always felt like if I need to have, if I have any questions, regardless between when I first started going to appointments to now at 30 years old, having had my second transplant, any questions I feel comfortable to yeah, speak to. Exactly. Most doctors. I've only yeah. had a couple of awkward not so good experiences, but 98% of the yeah. time, but it's been great. That's what it's always been like. Pre-transplant, that's yeah. what it was like. Um, it was very much a life of got no energy. You'd play, you know, like every kid, I think, always into the football. Yeah. Always wanted to play football. Or just running around. Just running around. Regardless yeah. of whether you're into sports or but whatever. It would be like, I'll do it for five minutes and then yeah. I'm... Sorry, I'm to in a say bad, guys. <laughs> Pardon you. But it would... But it would be like, to say I was tired would be an understatement. I can't describe how tired it's I used different. to feel. It would be, if I don't sit down, my body's going to make sure I sit down kind of thing. And not feel like I can get up anytime soon. Yeah. So there was that to deal with. I just remember like, constant hospital appointments. Yeah. It felt constant. Same. It probably wasn't. It was probably like once a month. I don't know. I, I can't remember it clearly. Mate, I just it remember. It felt constant. I just remember my dad wanting me to skip PE yeah. and not the other, like the literacy and yeah, numeracy exactly. and stuff like that, like you or science. That. But and in my head, I'm like, no, PE is the fun one. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing parachute stuff today. You know, yes. that parachute game. And then go up the end straight under. But of course, I couldn't always do that. My dad's like, because I'll do that. Feeding tube caught, ripped out. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think no. So I remember skipping similar, like from my yeah. early days of, you know, before Skip the transplant That's then. Just... And I was just like fuming yeah. that my clinic appointments, my kidney clinic appointments would How be. How dare on that they day. be at the same time, the I same know. day as my favourite lesson? Exactly. But I get that. And back then, that but was that important. That makes sense, yeah. But like, it would be, yeah, so concepts. What life about the before medication? Transplant. Sorry to cut you mm. off, man. What about the medication back then? So Do you remember much? I had six years of, I think it was six years of feed tube. And then there were reasons why I couldn't stick on a feeding tube um, from my real basic understanding my throat and nose basically just went no more feeding tube you're going to drink this instead right so it was basically um, everything because it was never sorry because it was never one thing that just occurred to me we never took medication up the nose it was always yeah. food invert commas with meds all in it but it was oh, all mixed in right. so that's well, why I know this now when I was uh, so I like I said I couldn't eat um, I was you know, clinically anorexic at the time kind yeah. of thing. Not because I wanted to. It's very different to, you know, the mental health of anorexic. Course, this was, that's just what they call it because I couldn't eat, food didn't go into yeah. my body. So... I just don't remember having an appetite. Sorry, I keep yeah. interjecting. Go no, for it. I'm going to be quiet. But that was the other thing. That was, um, had no appetite. And I remember asking about this more recently. Like, yeah. why is it pre-chance but I never had appetite? And they're like, you never had a chance, mate. 
it was like you never felt hungry because the the medication mixed in with like your gloop yeah. that you used to have to drink because after the feeding tube I'd have to drink it. Yeah. So oh, they they did disgusting. this very like understandably like oh it's a kid let's call it a milkshake. Oh mate those milkshakes were horrible. And it was like mate that ain't a milkshake. What I'm basically <laughs> drinking oh, is days. I don't know how to describe it. It's it's literally I don't I, want to be too grim, but I the can't, only... You know when you yeah. when you dislike something that much, you just don't commit it to memory? This is the thing. I can't even think no, about I, it. I, I know can. what you're talking it's about. engraved oh, in my okay. memory of I, what it's like. I I remember four to sip. I don't know if you ever took that. Oh, yeah, of course I did. But that was, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, was, that, was, that not, was good, but I went through all, all right. the flavours. And it was yeah. the kind of thing where it started off nice. Yeah. But then you slowly realise after the, like, the first two weeks of drinking exactly. this stuff. Exactly, you're just like, like, oh, I have to drink this. Yeah. So then for whatever reason, your body and your brain just goes, don't like it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I have to like it, please. And it was like strawberry, <laughs> banana, chocolate. I think I landed on. It wasn't ever those flavours. I landed on the banana water. It's not banana flavour, it's banana water. So basically, yeah, I'd, I'd drink a milkshake. And in that milkshake, I say milkshake, it wasn't, it was like, it was basically sick in a pot. It was oh, grim. That's, that's the only way I could describe it. I know that's grim, but I'm sorry. That's what it was like. Um, and I'll drink that. I think it was breakfast, lunch, dinner. That was my version of a breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. I'll drink that. And the, I remember it so clearly. For whatever reason, the only way I could get that down me was through rocking. Like, and I would sit in a chair. And my, I know my mum remembers it really well. I yeah. think everyone in my family remembers it really well. Because it took me so long to drink, because it was so disgusting, I used to go to lunch, I think it was half hour earlier. Yeah. And even then, I remember I usually missed most of my lunches, because it took me so long to drink. It would be like, Seriously? here's five minutes of playtime, and I'm like, I haven't finished my drink, I can't, I can't, I, can't I need to finish it. But I, I know, I remember like, other the most important thing in my life yeah. was you need to finish this yeah otherwise you'll be unwell and i've been little old me was just like i don't know any different i don't want to be unwell i don't, don't want to be unwell it, yeah i know what it's like to be unwell i don't want to be unwell yeah. the wards are dark they're not fun i can't skid around on my knees on the ward exactly i can't play football on the ward you know yeah so i don't want to be on the ward no exactly so it'd be like okay i'm gonna finish this and it would be like it would sometimes take me like an hour and a half of lunch Lunch is only 45 minutes to an hour. Exactly. So but, before you know it. Yeah, I would. the only way I could get that down me, for whatever reason, would I used to rock on the spot. That's like, so strange. Like some horror film. What was it about? What Sorry, what was it about the rocking that I don't know. For me, just a psychological or... thing. It would be if I concentrate on me rocking backwards yeah. and forwards, I'm not concentrating on the grim stuff that's going in me right now. Yeah. That would just be the... Uh, that's the only thing Mate, I don't adult know. me can think of. Why would child me do that? I, I <laughs> had this thing. I don't know if it's the same glute, man. It was like a translucent-y, transparent-y. I don't know. It was in a glass bottle. This is, yeah. My memory's terrible, but if it serves me... Well, I was going to say, if it serves me well, it clearly isn't going to serve me well. But it was in a glass bottle that mum would kind of make a solution yeah. mixed with LucasAid Sport. Right. And it was... Beyond clapped. It was the worst thing <laughs> I've ever like. Honestly, man, it's I've done. Fun. You know, I. It was disgusting. And I remember when we used to like. So I, I go to this thing. It was called Tamil School. So you yeah. know, obviously, you know yourself. Anyone listening who doesn't know Tamil is a Dravidian language. Uh, but you know, that's originated from South India and Sri Lanka. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's a cultural school that I would go to yeah. to you know learn instruments and um, learn to speak, read, write, uh, 
Tamil and stuff like that. So we would go there and there'd be a little courtyard where we used to play football, which was amazing. And then suddenly mum would interrupt and she'd just shake her Lucas A bottle. And I'm like, oh, for flip's sake, it's that time. That's Quickly go there, drink this Lucas Aid, which tasted horrendous, which right. wasn't Lucas Aid. Yeah. And then come back. No energy, nothing. Like yeah. literally, it just feels disgusting. And you just, for the next, no word of a lie, for the next half an hour, you I'm still, grim. the aftertaste is still there. It comes up. Yeah. I, I, and used, like, I used to find, not like, not oh! actual drink, <laughs> the actual drink wouldn't come up kind of thing no of course but, but it would gag in like it'd be something weird like I'd have a sip of water and then cough yeah and it'd be like <laughs> remember that taste you thought yeah. I'd gone two hours ago <laughs> well sonny boy I'm back Still and I'll be yeah. like do you want to not do that mate do you not want to like I live with drinking you most of my life can you not yeah anyway yeah leading up to transplant I was told like you can you can eat properly yeah and I was so excited I remember little old me just being like, I used to pretend, like, sit in the back of the car. When everyone else was eating, I used to do this thing where I used to pretend I was eating. That's really, really sweet. Also (laughs) really sad. I didn't really know anything different. I I know, because I remember my first thing, I was, like, properly desperate to eat sausages. Um, Like little little chiplata things. So not even a proper sausage, like a proper sausage. Like little, like you know, those you can get like six, eight chip. Oh, oh, sorry, I in my head I was thinking that you know the cocktail. No, no, oh, I love those. But yeah. yeah, those were one of my first things. Your... Yeah, but like, um, no, I remember, and I remember like sitting at the dinner table and everyone else would eat, and I'd just pretend I'd eaten as well. Oh, mate, and it'd be like cool. And then I remember, I think um, we're no. having the transplant, and then my mum being like, "You can actually eat now. Like, yeah. what do you want?" And I was like. You know those little trees? Yeah. Mum was like, what the hell are you on about little trees? Broccolis. And I was, and Dad would be like, you know, it's called broccoli, mate. And I was like, oh yeah, I want the little trees. As in, Ollie, your names, we named you after broccoli, yeah. mate. Come on. The least you <laughs> no, could do is remember like, yeah. the freaking bitch. Yeah, have, have some, uh, here you go, so I try broccoli, I love broccoli. Yeah. Like, you know the little oranges, but they're long. I, did, I didn't know what they were called. They're like, Carrots. Like, you're up, yeah, well, you're I know that now. for the first time. I, I you know, know those little now. oranges, but they're actually not circular. But I and remember <laughs> so clearly, I came around from transplant, and so I think it was the first week after transplant, three days to a week, is you're in a basically, as the transplant yeah. patient, you're in yeah. a very dreamlike state. Because um, you're so dosed up on painkillers and everything else, and you've got all these tubes in you, and it's, it's all like, a haze, really, isn't it? It's a haze, and everyone's like, "Hey, what do you remember from it?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I saw dolphins moving <laughs> yeah. on a ward that should not be there," and they're like, "That'll be the morphine." Um, it's that thing that we said you can have access to every so often. Yeah, you know that button. Well, we've now had to do it, Ollie. Where you press that button so much, you can still press the button, but nothing's going in your pal. Mate, that that <laughs> button is was great. The sacred. Morphine, but I was lucky enough to have know, it fairly recently as yeah, well. To people who don't know what you're about after surgery, you're given morphine as a painkiller. Sometimes of you, there's all these kind of painkillers, um, but you press a button and then you get like a hit of that painkiller. Like you self-administer you, it. Yeah, like, self-administer. It's all, it's all kind of set up. The IV yeah, is all set up. Yeah. Instead of like every time you need a painkiller, you yeah. don't have to call a nurse over. You just press it, and then yeah. it goes to your IV. But obviously, sorry, just to also further clarify, this isn't like we've got an unlimited supply of no, morphine. No, there's like, like <laughs> yeah. we're just sitting there constantly high like, off yeah. our, like you know, it's you more... are for the first three days. Yeah, for the first. <laughs> After I don't remember part. a lot from the first day. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry, carry yeah. on though. First three days. Before yeah, I get and into then my, I remember uh, after transplant. Uh, I started feeling this thing and for whatever reason in my head I was convinced I was dying wow <laughs> like, that's a bit um, and I was just that's like that's a bit dark I didn't expect that not right here yeah and uh, understandably my mum had donated to me so she was still recovering yeah. from that 
and my dad was you know, doing his best to help mum and me so he was exhausted understand yeah. me and I had, I got a brilliant family who are like coming back and forth to help me out that was the same but, with my situation because yeah. obviously my father my dad donated <laughs> donated the first <laughs> sorry I just thought father of, father <laughs> big shout out to uh, to Matt Berry my man Matt Berry my like we know him Matt Berry <laughs> I you know I know you're listening Matt <laughs> You know we're big fans of you, um, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, big shout it, it, to Matt Berry. It'd be but... like, yeah, so Dad was in the middle of the Wait, wait, hold on. I was saying something. There's oh, a yeah, reason why we had the I've father totally <laughs> outburst. It's because it was my dad who gave me the kidney. So much like your dad, who gave you, who was kind of like in that in between. wife in one ward, son in one. Yeah. Um, with me, it was mum in one ward, dad. Like, so dad's... Sprinting in between. Like, yeah, yeah, so I'm in one ward, dad's in the other. Anyway, sorry. Matt Berry aside, carry on. Your dad was, you were saying... Yeah, he was dad. going back and forth. So there were times where I was like by myself in the ward, which was absolutely fine. Because mm. um, it was like, it was always explained to me, I was like, I can't visit you today because I'm with mum. Uh, you know, auntie, your auntie's going to come visit. I'm like, yeah, cool, that's fine. But obviously there's visiting hours. So yeah. you'd have the morning by yourself. I remember waking up in the morning and be like, can I speak to a nurse? Something's not right. Um, and nurses were amazing. They're brilliant. So straight away, the sister comes over. Yeah. And me and the sister were... We're like that. Bread we're, we're, yeah. He's twisting his fingers yeah, right now. Yeah, we're, we're close. We were close. Like um, this. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, so I've got this feeling in my stomach. I've never felt this before. I don't know what this is. It won't stop rumbling. I feel really weak. I can't walk. What's the issue? What am I? What's wrong with What's me? What's wrong? Like, I'm trying to make sure I'm doing everything right for the kidney. Uh, I'm worried that there's an issue with the kidney. Yeah. Um, never eaten before. And this is the first time I've gone four hours without any of my any substance in me basically my nose juice my nose, my nose juice my yeah nose my milkshake yeah and yeah. the sister like politely without making me feel bad kind of laughed about it and was like you're hungry oh. like simple as mate you're hungry you fool what do you want yeah um and the play specialist was there and they were like, like it was a polite laugh and once i realized what i said i was like oh i'm a bit of a mug but okay yeah. you need to understand i knew no different back then no of course yeah and, yeah yeah um, Play specialist was like, come on, let's go. Because back in those days, you used to be able to go into the kitchen yeah, on yeah. the ward. And I remember going into the kitchen and the chefs, the, the single chef in that kitchen was over the moon. Or was just like, you've never eaten before. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Because that's I was such like, a, that's like. It's so fun. That's it's such so a fun. beautiful moment. Yeah, though, yeah. it was Imagine good. you're I working as a chef and it's all obviously very busy and you're constantly yeah. churning out meals. And then this kid comes in. Little and this is the first. Doesn't just come in. Eight year Full on. Waddles in human potato. Like, I could have rolled in. Yeah, mate. I I wouldn't be I surprised like, if you had. I was just I don't know how to describe it. You could have just bounced me along the ward, and, <laughs> you're, you're, and then you're just literally like, prepare, prepare something for me, sir. Please, but he, I remember the, this chef was so good. It was like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. And I was like, I want this, this, this. I, I want everything. And the chef was really and good, along with the play specials. Was like, let's start on small. Yeah, Let's start of course, small. a yogurt pot. So then I was like, okay, yeah, I want the small trees and I want them like really long oranges. And they're like, oranges are circular. What you're thinking of is broccoli for the small trees and you want carrots. So I was like, yeah, carrots and, and broccoli. And that they sounds good. Cooked it up for me, bought it for me and gave it to me. That's a very healthy request for someone who for is, reason, you know, I just wanted it. I quite good, like though. the crunch. And I, I remember think... eating it and there used to be a ward phone. Yeah. which patients could of use course, to ring out. Course. Obviously, back then, we didn't have mobiles and stuff yeah, like that. Back in my love. day. Back in my day. <laughs> we didn't have mobiles. We had so one DVD player on the ward. Straight on that phone. Straight yeah. on that ward phone, ringing mum's like, Mum, I've just eaten trees. I've just eaten broccoli and carrots. And mum was just understandably exhausted. Yeah. And was just like, that's nice. <laughs> oh, bless. 
But then, yeah, at the transplant, I was one of those extremely lucky ones where I, ha- I had the odd spike in blood levels. Yeah. But overall, it went smooth as you could wish for. It's good. Um, my first year was pretty uneventful, to be honest. Yeah. Like You're lucky, man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm well aware. Like, first looking back, I, I've had mates like you and other mates who have yeah. been like through hell and back with their first transplant. Because I... So when you say 2004... That's when I we mine, met, yeah, 2004. So my transplant was in 2001, but when we met would have been around 2004 because I would have still seen you on the hospital ward. Yeah, that's um, how we meet most people. But this is it, yeah. Like, bum, sh- bum shuffle races. I don't remember this. Okay, so there's a story going around where I used to be called like number one bum shuffler because okay. I was like really like walking. Yeah. Uh, many reasons. Let's just say laziness. Yeah. Um, so like there's stories of me... Another one of our mates. Yeah. And it, they, we were just in our nappies, nothing else. Shroom, sonic it on our ass, down, just up and down, down the, the Yeah, um, down and the that's corridor. how, as kids, most of us would meet. Just because that's you're like literally... That's recent research. I'm shuffling. Hey, nice talking, to see you, man. Talking oh, to nice a couple to of nurses that it would be like, that's okay, hilarious. let's... Because we'd make our own, like, enjoyment. Games, yeah. Our own games. And... Do you remember when the clown used to come in? You had yeah. the doctor Which who... one? Because there was know, the doctor, doctor clown, the doctor clown yeah. guy. I don't know I his name. Him. I hope he's doing well. Yeah, he's probably an out of work actor like myself. <laughs> and <laughs> I, he was brilliant. He was great. And she, because then there was a couple who came in and used no, to do it. No, I never. It was so good, and it'd be like, this is really like, this just keeps my mind off of this is all the of thing. these sixteen tubes sticking out of me. I can watch you and laugh. It was, and it was, it was really brilliant. sweet. And they'd, um, balloons. Yeah, they did the balloons and the little. Flower thing and it would be boop, boop. With, yeah yes, so the good. flower would yeah. just spray water and it's just very funny. It was just really really um, nice. It was really nice. You know what? To be fair, like being a kid back then as well, they did try and make us try and live a normal life. Obviously, yes. even though you're in hospital for extended periods. Yeah. Um, I remember going to school the, within the, the hospital, hospital school. school was brilliant, and it was amazing yeah. because they had like. Um, certain things I remember like an acting troupe came in and they did like a slow yes. slow motion boxing fight I, yeah. with makeup and stuff and that was super uh, cool I remember stuff like that um, there was like we would be taken to like a physio person and they would do let us play on their like little gym apparatus thing that's cool and it wasn't really school in the sense I know you are learning but it's just yeah. more in case of doing something which you involves in your, your motor situation. skills and your you yeah. know like you're, you're literally just writing more or you're drawing you're getting back into Doing stuff. There's there was a library there that you can read, not just always in a hospital bed. Yeah, and then waiting for the PlayStation to be wheeled or, around. Um, uh, my obviously the the hospital school was brilliant, and like, I did a lot of history stuff there, and nice. you know revised for any tests I had coming up. Kind oh of thing. wow, they were brilliant. They were so good. But the thing that to this day I still love was the Medi Cinema. Something Mate, called the Medi Cinema, and it would big be big shout out to the Medi Cinema. I'm like honestly it, one of the yeah, best things. Yes. Yeah. Because it would Ever be like in that hospital. The, in there's some hospital. days where it doesn't matter how brilliantly like the nurses are doing their best, keeping you comfortable. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it was really crap when you're on your own, and then obviously the, the clown would come visit. That'd be great. But yeah, the clown can't be there twenty four seven. Of course. So then I remember um, it's really nice last walking in and be like explaining to me it was just like I have a cinema. Do you want to come to the cinema? Yeah, yeah. And me kind of like, I shouldn't talk to strangers. Yeah. <laughs> like, little old me. But she was like, no, no, it's okay. Like, the nurses know me. Like, Let me come get Yeah, because obviously you. it's like a... And the nurse would come in and be like, yeah, no, she's okay. Like, you can talk to her. And I'm like, okay, sweet. What, what's this about cinema? And like, we've got these films coming at these times. Yeah. Um, what you do is you go down as a group with the nurse and you can watch a film and then we'll yeah. bring you back. Because I remember at the beginning, one of the play specialists that we both know and yeah. love dearly, she told me about St. Thomas's 
and she told me about the medicine in there. And the film that they had at the time was um, Spider-Man. The first yes. Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire series. Yeah. And I was just like, no freaking way. <laughs> Blown away. And that's without knowing that there's a cinema in the hospital anyway. Mm. Go down. It was amazing. A, right, and even to the to more, clarify, more recent stage. It's a proper cinema. It's a proper cinema. It's not. They don't serve food because of, obviously there's patients who are nil by mouth yeah, at times. understandably. So you can kind of sneak in snacks, but it's very different going to a public cinema yeah. compared to something like this where there are going to be a patients. patient cinema basically so there's space for beds yep to be wheeled in or wheelchairs obviously it's a really very accessible cinema for yeah. patients and it's literally great it's and parents I loved as well it. and parents like, obviously it's a, it's a nice thing when it's like if you can't necessarily come for the ward and you're a parent you can take your kid to the medi cinema on the designated times yeah but with... you know we can go we don't have to yeah. be um, inpatients we can go as outpatients yeah. as well it's, which I is awesome it. I just feel a bit bad because it's like built for the inpatient somewhere no of course I don't want to be taking the spot I'm really no, sorry <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, but they they li- li- literally show all the latest films it's gorgeous I it's, love it it's so good yeah and it's run by volunteers who are brilliant exactly. who I love it's, yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's basically what it was like for me growing up, and as in like within my first year of transplant. Yeah. Uh, you found yours more recently, and things have definitely changed. Things has changed. Like, like, coming, I remember telling coming you. Coming to visit you in hospital, I was yeah. blown away at how quick your recovery was. Mate, so right. first time, just to give a bit of context, like first time round, I was in and out of hospital for really as a your, year your first transplant my first back transplant in, so back in yeah. 2001 yeah. yeah because I had really bad rejection even though the kidney was a match it was my dad's and thankfully it you know lasted 16 years basically yeah. um, which is really good like it's a it's a really good innings really good set of innings for kidneys um, it lasted yeah 16 years so that was great I want to say 15 maybe 15 it definitely in that region though it's a long time yeah I mean even if it was 14, it was 13 it was yeah it was yeah. It, well, like, over 10 years yeah well, over yeah. 10 years anyway for the sake of I should have really uh, <laughs> prepared myself a little bit better for this episode but yeah so dad's kidney um, was giving me lots of trouble at the beginning had some issues here and there lots of rejection lots of kind of antibiotic issue uh, antibodies issues things like that but thankfully you know managed to get through all of that stuff and you know saw myself out this time round, mate, I was literally up the following day. Yeah. Um, the first day, I, I, but I was in lots yeah. of pain. Yeah. Like when you came and saw me, also obviously naturally, what what do kidney patients say to other kidney patients? Get your let's have a look up, at your boy. scar. Oh, oh yeah, okay. get your ass up as get well. Up, but boy. let's have a look at the scar. <laughs> yeah. And I remember showing you the scar, and I was just like, mate, they've used glue. Yeah. I re- I was so and jealous. And I was literally like I was so jealous. Because this was is another away. issue. I had <laughs> stitches on my first transplant on my right side. Yeah. And my right iliac fossa. Front, lower right. Front, lower right. Because the kid, transplants, the bottom they don't right remove the original kidneys, do they? Yeah, exactly. In, in, so they Sorry. do in some countries. Good thing you clarify Britain, this. To clarify, so during a kidney transplant, uh, in Britain, they don't remove your original kidneys. They keep them in there. And they just go, ah, oh, yeah, but you've got, f- you got, you got room in the front. Yeah. Let's shove a kidney in there. Uh, first time, it's usually the lower right. So if you imagine just above uh, your bladder. Next to your that's, belly button. Next to your belly button. That's basically what they put the transplant yeah, kidney to the right and to the left. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wherever so there's room, they call it like a hockey, hockey stick scar. Hockey stick scar. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically what I had, which was stitches, which was yeah. like it's, first time round. Yeah, and yeah. you just want to scratch it all the time, itchy, and it's really quite a nuisance. Scabs over, scabs over, and but stuff. But it's like right? that really horrible itchy scab, and it catches on everything. Yeah, like you're wearing t-shirt, you're putting a t-shirt on, on, and it's like, oh, what's that annoying itch? And then you like 
can't pull it. It's my stitch. This is it. And you can't really wear white t-shirts. Not that I was like a big white t-shirt aficionado back then, but like <laughs> you'd, you, it would bleed. Like you know. Yeah. Whereas this time round, oh my days, mate! It was pristine. It was I glue. Like I was, I was literally even. I was saying to the doctors, "This is incredible." Yeah. Um, I was definitely feeling tons better. Second time round, I was very, very lucky. My my older brother was kind enough to donate his kidney, make a huge sacrifice to do that. And it was, yeah, it was incredible. The lead up was very different. Um, we we had like, because um, it was, they have to kind of, not anonymity, but they have to kind of um, respect each other. So the person who's, reci- the recipient like myself and the donor. So even though, I mean, obviously they'd know that my brother and I had had the conversation. It's just, you know, things like, oh, is he paying you for this? Is yeah. he forcing you for this? Exactly. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They have to make sure that that person donating definitely wants to donate. Yeah. And they haven't got a gun to their head kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and it's it's a big decision, which I'm obviously hugely appreciative for. And it's a big sacrifice that he made um, for, my, for my health and my betterment. But, you know, like my dad did something similar. Well, no, some, some, did did, something did identical. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just the way my, my, my dad's raised us, my father has raised us. Sorry, Bloody that hell. was terrible. Again, <laughs> shout out to Matt Berry. Big, big shout out to Matt Berry. Um, yeah, it was really, really, um, really sweet. And sorry, I'm, yeah, I can't really, I really regret doing the fart. I'm, every, every try, every kind of voice I it do. It seems to get worse the more we try. Worse, yeah. <laughs> We're not trying, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, like, big shout out to Anna, man. I really, really love and respect him. Even before the transplant, like, obviously, you always kind of look up to your older brother. But this time around was very difficult. Um, I don't know if I told you, but it was very... But, like, it was very emotional because the first time around when I had the transplant, um, obviously, it kind of goes to your morphine haze and you're just, like, literally... Ugh. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't to. know who you're no, talking you... to. So my brother must have come up to me yeah. and said, oh, are you okay? And I literally just looked at him. This is the first time around. And I was just like, who are you? Yeah. And that's like, whoa. I think that really hit him. And I didn't really know. And then years later, when my older brother was getting married, when he was, you know, you know at his engagement party, um, he kind of, you know, had a few. And he kind of just mentioned it to another mate, like, like you know along the lines of you know did you do you know that this guy forgot me after his transplant and i was just like yo what and i because <laughs> you, you don't really you know don't and obviously you don't I, know what you're saying I must have, yeah and i think that's In obviously that state anyway yeah and i think that's obviously always kind of emotionally got me on top of being a flipping burden to to this family that's a big in thing. many ways and i think one day we'll just sit down and i think we will definitely unpack everything mental health it'll be a very that's heavy be episode, episode in itself um but i look forward to it man because i'm yeah. even this is just episode two and i'm already feeling like a weight is being lifted just yeah. speaking about it like let's talk about yeah but i was just saying like that's why well coming back to you know the whole what with me not being able to recognize my own brother after the first transplant yeah second transplant when i was down having just had the surgery and recovered in the kind of recovery section that that the ward there um i was like is unno okay unno means brother in tamil in my language is unno okay is unno okay and they were like yeah yeah he's fine your brother's recovered he's okay he's just upstairs at the ward you're not going to go there anytime soon you're going to be here for the next you know however long <laughs> And then I was just like, oh, bloody hell. But also just really pleased that he's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just really, um, that was, you know, really 
emotional, memento, so many different things because you've been, well, me and sadly you will have to at some stage go on dialysis and I'd been on dialysis for the best part of, you know, well, leading to almost three years. Yeah. It was two and a bit years. And I cannot stress how tiring and how difficult being on dialysis was like what is dialysis real quick for people who don't know for people who don't know as transplant patients we know what it is no sorry yeah i'm glad you flagged that up like dialysis is essentially you're attached to a machine i'm really kind of dumbing it down but um if i were to explain it it would just you're attached to a machine to this large machine that basically cycles and purifies and filtrates all the bad stuff and um lets the blood come back into your body and it's essentially a big metal kidney. I was going to say, it's yeah, a big old metal kidney, and except it's not in you, it's to the yeah. left, it's really loud, it's really annoying. I've never Why been is on it, it difficult? Why is it, you know, why is it all of this stuff? It's because it's exhausting. Yeah. Physically and mentally tiring, and you're, it's, this is like a four hour process. So I'll be attached to the machine, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, going into the, you know, hospital, well, the clinic associated, the dialysis center, doing that three days a week very very tiring you're feeling rough some days you're having kind of shakes and rigors which is like a kind of like a not as severe as a seizure but yeah like yeah. really bad like you're just you know and it can be it was very very difficult um but like you know much like with a lot of the things that we're mentioning we will we've already been asked from some of our mates to do an episode on dialysis on its own and it, yeah. in your case obviously catheterizing which is something yep. that that kind of blows my mind in itself, but I'd really, you know, I'd really like to learn more myself, but I think there's a lot of people listening in that would love to too. But yeah, man, I think I'm kind of really just going on all sorts of tangents here, but long story short, dialysis is crap and yes, everything is stopped, but everything, necessary. but necessary, uh, not a necessary, essential. That's because obviously word, without yes. that, it's the case of I don't have a life, I don't have a kidney, and I probably you'll would die. just die, essentially. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, obviously, I can't put into words how grateful I am for the kidney um, that my brother gave me, not to mention the sacrifices. But he's just, like, such a go-getter. His attitude is just a very resilient. People say, I'm resilient. I'm like, no, you need to look at my brother. He's very resilient just through everything. Like, for instance, just one simple thing. Like, he was um, slightly overweight for because obviously you need to be within certain weight brackets yeah. and things for being to able, to, don- be able to, to donate yeah. to be able to donate your kidney so he made it into something that was more kind of i don't know if entertaining is the right word to use but to encourage more awareness about kidney transplants and organ donation in general and he raised money through doing a charity boxing match hmm. to raise awareness for cancer and um, which is another charity that's very close to us for reasons but also you know for raising awareness about dialysis and organ failure yeah and organ donation and it's just like it's was that your time that was my yeah. story, <laughs> that's all right um so yeah like it's just this is what i mean and then he lost weight and it's like wow he just just smashed it and he just kept going and this was a time where it was very difficult for the family for their family as well because you've got, he's got two gorgeous nieces and then a um, nephew on the way so it was a big ask a big big ask and I don't think I'll ever be able to because I oh, come on man we, we like being independent yeah. and I never I hate one of the worst things about being admitted into hospital or any kind of environment like this is knowing that you can't do anything and mm. people have to take care of you and it's really really frustrating I think that's one of my biggest annoyances and I'm putting annoyances mildly yeah. I, I, it's one of the things that I think it's something that I definitely will need to go to therapy for. 
Just to be completely brutally honest with you, yeah. man. No, I, because I, I don't that. like it's... having my life in the hands of someone else. There's that, but there's also as a transplant patient, and you, you you touched upon it briefly. But it's like we know it's not our fault, mm. but whether we like it or not, you. I think it's a general. Tra- I'm not going to talk on behalf of transplant patients, but for me, genuinely, it's like cool. Uh, I've got a urine infection, for example, yeah. or my kidney's not doing too well. I'm yet again dragging my family through that. Yeah. And it's like, I know it's not my fault. If you make mistakes, sorry, just yeah, to, yeah. you know, if you make mistakes, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I say fair enough, but what I mean is just like, okay, cool. You've messed up. You missed, you, you skipped taking tablets or you've not drank enough water or doing anything. Like you said, you fall unwell, yeah. but that's not just you. You've now impacted your family. Yeah. You've impacted people that you're close to who might be in charge of your career. You're just sorry. I'm just literally repeating what you said. No, it's good. But like, I, I it's found, so true. especially after my first, within that first year, mm. even though I was young, it was like, yeah, like, but you're I not young. Still, I was you eight. Grow up. Yeah, but you, I mean, yeah, eight, okay, young. I see what you mean. But I guess you, say, yeah. when we go through these things, we age a lot quicker. You man. don't have a choice but to be mature. Yeah, you need to understand why you're having that transplant. You need to understand to take your meds. Exactly. So, okay, so yeah, uh, so you are young. I was a yes, mature eight-year-old. Like my <laughs> my say. niece is. Like you know, yeah, similar age now. But, but I, like, I went through, well, you went through a transplant when you were that age. Yeah. I was like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Sometimes different. we'll be running around and I'll be playing with her, and you know, we're all having fun on the trampoline or like you know, basketball or whatever. And I just think, sheesh, man. When I was your age, I could just literally only sit down. Yeah, I don't, nice. And it's so I'm, nice I'm, I'm to be able to. Well, I'm, no, nice. of course, I'm I would not. I wouldn't wish anyone to have to, to go through that kind of what know, we've gone through. Exactly. But it just like, puts your whole life in perspective. Even after my first year, I remember just being like, yeah, it affected my younger brother and, and yeah. my family and me feeling guilty about that. And talking to a nurse and then being like, you are not the first or ever last yeah. transplant patient to say that. And it's like, the only thing that we can say to you is this isn't your fault you're not doing this on purpose yeah I was like I'm aware yeah but that doesn't change the feeling I've got no of and to be honest, that's one of the few things I think I've I, I still feel uh, yeah I could yeah guilty I guess yeah, I know it's I not think, my fault yeah. but you still feel a bit crap about it where it's like uh, okay, it's easy for me issues. to say. Oh, don't feel guilty, mate. It's exactly. not your fault. No, I'm well control. aware. I'm well aware. But I'm not going to be taking that advice because I feel guilty exactly. near enough every week. Once exactly. a week, I'll be like, what? it is a common thing though. Yeah. You talk to other transplant patients about it, and I Even... can pretty much that's like there's one thing that keeps all the transplant together so close as we are as mates. It's that common guilt that yeah. what we put our mates and family through. Yeah. But then it's like I think I also like because. With, with, yeah. Along with the medication, I felt lots of kind of, especially this time around, I was, I think I was a lot more psychologically affected. Yeah. So after coming as, on dialysis, I remember, in, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Well, you know that from me, because yeah. obviously, as a, but I yeah. was in very, some, at some points, um, like dark. dark places. I think um, I remember feeling, I think the closest thing I can kind of explain, ex- express is like survivor's guilt. Because obviously Is I've come out after transplant yeah, yeah. more recently. Yeah. Because obviously I'm still in touch with people who are on dialysis. Yeah. And I just think everyone needs, like, everyone deserves this. Some of these people that I grew so closely that I'm still in touch with are still going through this every day. Waiting for that Some call. of them waiting for that call. Some of them are in a situation where they don't even, they won't have a call. Because yeah. they're so past the age of maybe 80 plus or they've just said no I'm just going to incorporate this into my lifestyle and I'm not going to and that really made me feel guilty or upset or whatever you want to call it I was really affected by that and I think that was 
That was a little bit crap. Like you, I think you noticed. You definitely noticed. Yeah. I went off the radar. Didn't speak to a lot of people. I'd speak to my girlfriend, obviously, who throughout this whole situation was like amazing, like incredible. Mm. You, mate, you've came and visited me in hospital a few times. She was always did. there. She was part she of the furniture. Yeah. She and she's been through this. She's been through something yeah. very well. I say similar. She's been through the she's same had thing. A transplant herself. She's I had. She, she was on dialysis. Mind, yeah. Had a transplant, and yeah, and like I think. That would be a very interesting episode one day. Bring her on. You know, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where you can be the therapist and uh, obviously oh, she'll, she'll be Angelina and I'll be To be Brad. fair, though, like when, when I'm in the room with her and you, it does kind of become, hello, Ollie. How are you? And I'm yeah. like, hi. hi. <laughs> yeah, I think we end up just being a bit silly. And, yeah. I'm glad you did that she because I feel like... Carer. Yeah. She does become our carer. She's brilliant. I love it. She's so yeah. fun. I just She's think, so understanding of, oh, cool, I'm dating an idiot who's got a good mate who's also an <laughs> he's idiot. He's also okay. an idiot, okay. <laughs> like, attract like. Um, yeah, I think, let's just switch it up. That, yeah. What yeah. are the benefits? What are the obvious benefits of having a transplant, Ollie? What are the obvious? What have you been able to do? You, what can everything. you do? Well, close to everything. Go on. Basically, you go from... Uh, pre, before transplant, you, you, you can't do much because you haven't got the energy. You feel absolutely horrible. Yeah. It's an instant, if the transplant's successful, it's an instant change of, uh, with me anyway, it was, I, I realised I can now play an entire match of football, which doesn't Mate. sound like much. I know what you mean, But though. I'm going from, after five minutes, I need to I need to tap out, I'm exhausted, to yeah. 45 minutes later, I'm still running up and I'm down that I'm still feeling the energy. That I'm pitch, still... I'm still feeling better. The only reason I'm stopping is because I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. Yeah. Like everyone else. But it would be like, let's take a break now, and I'd be like... Oh yeah, no, no. Let's all go get something to eat. I can come eat with you. Yeah, I can come eat with you. And no, then, it is literally like, like that. It's funny. My, it's my like mates literally like would be like, oh, do oh, try this, try this food, and I'd be like, well, what is it? Like cheese and onion crisp. Yes, yes get in. And I eat this cheese, and I'd be like, I remember like little old round ball me waddling back home and be like mum I, I tried salt and vinegar crisps and she'd be like oh no, what did you like I was like they're grim I hate them they're disgusting <laughs> but I tried them but I tried them and I was I'm... able to try them yeah it's great it's great <laughs> it's so true like it went... yes we are exaggerating obviously not really but we... yeah no 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 well this is the point I'm making but we're not because it is literally you, you, you try things and it it's, blows your mind. It, you suddenly you can eat healthily. Tastes. You can eat well. My days, man, my appetite when it came back. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, to a point, exactly. What point. can we not eat? Certain things, well, obvious if you're allergic to it, but which I found out through peanuts. Yeah. And dad was like, here, have a peanut. Oh, Turns wait, out I'm man. allergic to it. Well, I was there with you at the transplant game. Oh, boy. And anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was a puff up. Mate, I looked like literally, I was just like, Ollie, and to be fair, well, I say to be fair, it's very unfair. It hadn't been listed as nah. nuts may contain nuts and stuff. Your eyes are not. Your eyes literally just Ollie, puffed up. You're right, mate. And I was like, mate, are you right? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. And I'm like, mate, you're really not fine. Let's go and get some fresh air. Like, come on, chill. And he's like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm, and then your eyes are just going in, and I'm just like, dude, like we need to call someone now. So I, I walked you out, and then thankfully someone saw, and I was just like paramedic mate, person can you go grab paramedic and yeah. the paramedic came over and was like mate you're like the 12th today but you're by far the worst <laughs> and the thing is a lot of it was just based on this nut thing that they didn't this is at the transplant games as well I'm not going to yeah. say anything but but back to be the original what can you do after transplant what's the big difference what can you can't can and can't do even can and can't do for kidney transplants is different uh, depending on different transplants kidney transplants you can drink there's a big, oh my there's a big misthink. I was want to look for like a misunderstanding that yeah. if you've had a kidney transplant, you can't drink. 
You're wrong. You I'm going to drink you onto the table. Drink as in drink alcohol, by the way. Uh, just yeah, to clarify way, further, just in case. As long as you're of age, you can drink. Of course. I'll drink you onto the table. The only rule you get given, uh, at least I have. Yeah. I, I don't know about other transplant patients, but at least at the hospital we're at. I, I can... I can. Um, you're given confirm. a general rule and you can decide how to do it. If, if you have a pint of... So for me, Strongbow, yeah. I'll then have a pint of water. Fair enough. You can't get drunk on that. So there might be some nights where you want to get drunk. Then the only rule you stick by on that night out is don't overdo it. Like everyone, of course, anyway, you be shouldn't be doing that it. anyway. But then at the end of the night, drink two liters of water. Yeah, just drink down two liters of water. Uh, you'll need fine. a piss. Yeah, yeah, cool. But down those two liters of water. Two things. Major one being your kidneys now hydrated and happy. Exactly. Uh, and you're not going to wake up with a hangover. Yeah. So and there you if go. you do wake up with a hangover after drinking two liters of water, then you probably should take a look at yourself and go, maybe I overdid it. Maybe a bit. I did overdo um, it. Yeah. You know. I think no. I think that's, that's like the, that's it quite is, a big one. Yeah. I think so. And you've got the energy to go out. Myth as busting well. out there. Yes. Myth, but <laughs> myth transplant myth busters. Transplant myth busting. Um, yeah, that's so. Yeah, with the drinking thing, obviously, yeah. that's so true. Like, um, I've always been told if you're going to have a pint of beer or whatever, you drink a pint of water. Yeah. Um, so that's or like the kind of ratio, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what was the other one? Grapefruit. Grapefruit. We can't eat grapefruit, but not because of the kidney, uh, but because of the tablets no, we take. Because we're on a anti-rejection medication called tacrolimus. This is what this I've been told. It. I might be wrong. Same again. Well, this is what I've been told. So, if we're both told the wrong thing. That's a bit fine. of a worry. We'll just say it's the same doctor. But then we don't uh, have grapefruits all the time. It's not right. like we sit there and eat. I like a good can of Lilt. Yeah, but... Big shout out to Lilt. <laughs> never had it. Uh, You've never had Lilt? No. Oh, I might have on a night out, but not that I know No, it's not alcohol, mate. It's Lilt. Lilt. Can you L-I-L-T. Can you the difference in what we drink? I'm so... No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, Coke kind of guy. The drink. Yeah. Yeah, you, but you do. You have heard of Lilt. I know Lilt. Yeah, I just don't think oh, I've ever had. I know what second, it is. When Sorry. You said, yeah. When you said no, I've never had it. I thought you've never had Lilt. I was thinking, yo, have you had the KA drinks? Because hmm. Wow. Anyway, yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, <laughs> can't have grapefruit because it uh, messes around with tack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It somehow blocks out what the tack does. I don't know the ins and outs um, of it, but I don't like grapefruit enough to think about it. And really, the only other thing is. Rugby. Because of where the kidney is situated, yeah. we have to be careful with contact sports. Yeah, the main one rugby, always football, being boxing. rugby. Football, they're just like you know, be careful, don't be an idiot. Like yeah. you know, if someone's coming into tackling you and you're injuring the kidney, that's a red card. Yeah, like, get off the just pitch. Shouldn't yeah. But rugby being the main thing, because obviously your average. Well, they shouldn't rugby, really be going for your torso. No, but like rugby being the main one because. The way you tackle someone is going directly into that area to take yeah. them down. Exactly. Um, exactly. It was described to me where she was like, you know, the the nurse being a heavy rugby supporter was just like, to, to put it simply, uh, your kidney will burst. Yeah. The, 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 the impact of that will burst your kidney. Yeah. It won't injure it, it will burst. No, exactly. And it's not a case of... <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. It's cool. really touch and go at that risk. Because <laughs> even though I have four kidneys, actual yeah. kidneys in my body, technically it's only one. Yeah. So if that's the one, one that happens to burst... You're buggered. Then you're back on dialysis. Back on dialysis. If you survive it. Yeah. <laughs> and in the same way with your half a kidney. Oh, that's the story in itself. Yeah, but that's the story in technically, itself. Technically the whole one's there. Not the inside, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Another episode. <laughs> a bit of Zolman play. But really, that's the only... There's, only there's like, so it's much, really, there's, to... Stuff like boxing is not recommended, but there's yeah. ways around boxing. Because like, you can do the training yeah. for boxing. And uh, when I've done boxing in the past, I, it's been 
I've trained with really good people who I know if I turn around and go, I can't take any hits to the stomach. Yeah, I yeah. know we're going to slow the sparring right down. Yeah, and it's going to be, I'm only going to take a hit to the head. That's yeah, because I I remember doing I remember doing karate. And I did all the flipping, faffing around of press-ups, sit-ups, lunges. It's called health, Rubes. Yeah, it's called looking stuff. after yourself, mate. Then doing the catter and doing the different strokes for different folks and bloody hell, I did everything. And then it was just like, okay, five minutes left to the end of the lesson or 10 minutes left. Spar. Time to spar. <laughs> and they're like, Ruben, you're going to go and sit down. Your you're mom's not told sparring. Me, your mum's told me you're not allowed. And I'm like, what? This is the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah. And even when it was semi-contact, they obviously didn't want to take any risk. Because obviously, if anything were to happen, yeah. it would be the end of the world. Like, it would be quite uh, yeah. dramatic. So as much as I hate to admit it, it was a good idea for us to, you know, yeah. um, well, for them to play it safe. And I, I mean, yeah, I liked... I mean, I've told you this so many times, man. With karate, I don't. It's not like I apply those moves in a fight situations, <laughs> but it's taught me things about discipline. Yeah, and, that's, that's you know just how to be a little bit more kind of centered and you know when I can. Yeah, but yeah, that was yeah that was great. Like in that sense, that's fun. But yeah, man. But to sum it up, really, before we move on, yeah, how many can you transplant? Can't talk on behalf of other transplants, but well, this is it. Up to your life massive, so you can basically you can then lead a relatively normal life. Yeah. The only real thing you can't do is eat grapefruit, which isn't soul destroying. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's really it's not, not soul destroying. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> and you can't play rugby, which again is a bummer for some people. It was a big bummer for me. Yeah, but, but then it was like, okay, I'm going to replace doing rugby for other things with like another sport. You do climbing. Tennis. I do climbing. I love climbing. Yeah. Like it's non-contact, but you know, hurts like hell. <laughs> but, but I this love is it. it. Yeah, but no. Like, but I wouldn't have found I wouldn't have found that without being told, Ollie, you just can't do rugby. But this is it's it. It's hard yeah. to accept, but accept it. Okay, what can I do? And they would. I remember the nurse being like, me being really upset and probably dramatic at the time. Like, well, what can I do? And the nurse being like, literally everything else. Like, what, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, table tennis, for you. Cool, go do table tennis then. Go yeah. do badminton. Do whatever you do want. Do whatever yeah. you want. Just if it's contact, just just be careful. Just we're really only telling you do your best not to do rugby. That's it. Yeah. And it'd be like, but I think with me as a kid, it was very much like I don't want. I want to do rugby because you've told me I don't. I can't I, do it. I want to do it even do more. It. I want to play rugby. No, I know what you mean. It's very kind of petulant. Yeah. My petulant ass. Oh boy. It was very bad. Like it was very very bad. Please don't do that accent again. That was definitely <laughs> giving me plantation uh, <laughs> plantation vibes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Um, yeah. I. Future of transplants, man. Let's just go straight into it. Straight into it. What are you looking forward to doing? Well, on a personal level. <laughs> Sorry. I feel bad because I've, like, literally. <laughs> on a, on a, on you know, a... I've been through advanced kidney care clinic yeah. and all of that stuff. So and I'm, you're about to go there. I'm about to go there. I'm, I'm currently in. Mate, I'm here for you, you know. Uh, yeah. No, I know. I've got plenty of sport. I'm, I'm lucky. Oh, to shit. Say that. No, you included. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're not uh, here. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got friends. I've got friends. I've got friends. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm in a situation where. Uh, this, You've got a good support current network. Kidney is coming to the end of its life. It's taken a hell of a beating over the years. It's quite amazing. It's got to 15, possibly older. Mate, um, 2004, and we're in 2020 now. So it's potentially oh 16 years. 16 this year, years. If it has 16 years, September. Well, there yeah. you go. Which is amazing. That's but, like the average, the, the average kidney, the average lifespan, they say, is from 10 to 16. Yeah. So you've already done the average. Oh, 100%. No, I'm, like, I'm not saying like it hasn't been a good 16 years. Yeah. Brilliant. But for me, the future of my transplant, personally, is going to mm. be dialysis. 
and then another child's born. Mm. So, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's not going to be happening anytime soon unless there's yeah. an accident or whatever like you could say that with any transplant of course uh, so you know I'm kind of in the mindset of I'll cross that bridge when I get to it and I'm, you'll have I'm reaching that point of you know, maybe I'm a bit more tired yeah. nowadays than maybe I used to be five years ago yeah yeah so yeah. it's like early signs that there's maybe something quite not not quite right yeah but like um, it's not that bad it's alright you alright yeah <laughs> Sorry, my little brother, bless him, has decided to go for a walk now of all times and slam the door. My man. But no, that's fair. Um, um, but yeah, no, to sum it up, I'd be like, I'm going to go on dialysis, yeah. have another transplant. It's not too bad. It's not the end of the world. No. I'm not going to die. It's going to suck, but I'm not going to die. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, um, without sounding like kind of, you know, I'm not going to be pitying you, no. pitying you, because you've say, been through it. You've been through worse. You'll go through even more. For someone... And I've been through if it too. If they listening to this and want to know how they can support their mate who's maybe going through dialysis Good or shout. whatever, yeah, don't pity us. Yeah, like don't yeah. pity them. Don't pity them because it sucks. It's really not nice to be pitied and made to feel even more different than mm. you're well aware you're different. Instead, now this might be mind blowing. Just be yourself around them. Yeah. If you're normally taking the piss out of them, trust me, take the piss out of them. Yeah. They'll love it, and as a transplant patient, the general thing. Please don't now go on to take the yeah, out. If you've been treating them like differently, and then suddenly yeah. now being like, but like, oh listen, I've been listening to the professional patients, <laughs> and I just want to rinse <laughs> them. But yeah. no, like so with me, my mates, uh, they know full well, and I love them to bits for this. They know that if I'm in, I mean, I've Hospital been in resource in a situation. Resus, I've been yeah. in resource, and they've been there with me in resource, and they're tearing me a new one in resource. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you so much it doesn't sound like much but I'm feeling horrible in resource shaking septic massive urine infection and the only thing that's currently stable in my life and my health is my mate standing there tearing me a new one yeah and it doesn't sound like much but it's brilliant and I love them for it we all just want to be treated the same right I think yeah. that's what it comes down to I think that's to. the main like, the um, best bit of like, advice if you look at, if, yeah. you, if you're trying to support someone just and be there make it obviously there for them just be yeah. like because it, it sometimes I think uh, we, quite difficult for us to talk about. Yeah, I think with dialysis, um, I definitely want to unpack that properly. Yeah, if not, if not for a podcast, just generally yeah. for myself, I'm because sure. I think it's something that I'd really like to have this conversation with you, which I'm comfortable having with you. Yeah. Um, pardon me, because I've gone through it. Um, it's something that at least you can come to me. Yeah, be like, exactly. oh, Rubes, man, I've, I, I feel like I heard about this. What, how was it for you? More and you, you know, no, I was just going to say, like, you like, can actually have that. I know I can turn around to you and others and, you know, anyone else as well, where you'll just tell me honestly. Yeah, Sometimes the, the worst thing you, you can do to a long-term patient, transplant patient with us, is very much being like, saying something doesn't hurt when it hurts, we're going to, we're, we're going to slap you. Yeah. <laughs> we won't, but, you know, we're, we're going to be a bit... Hang on, you told me this cafeter wouldn't hurt or it would tickle. Oh, yeah. Boy, nah, that cafeter hurts. Yeah. That cannula, which I can see poking through the other side of my skin because you've messed it up, Junior yeah, Doctor. Mate, when I was Don't told. Don't lie to me. <laughs> when I was told when they, they, they'd remove the stent. And it would be just a slight discomfort. I was literally effing and blinding when they pulled that out. It was literally like flipping, of beauty. pulling out when, was it King Arthur pulled the sword out? I was going <laughs> Mate, honestly. Ugh. I I I'm, I'm really trying to hold myself back from using expletives. That was so bad. Yeah. 
It was really bad. Anyways, on uh, that bombshell. On that bombshell. Future transplants. Yeah. Uh, Lots to look forward to. Really positive. On on a general, not just personal. Uh, on a general. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're running out of time. Sorry, we are. This on is a general, a, this I'm really is a excited lot longer. about this because it's cool as hell. Yeah. Um, dialysis and backpacks apparently that's the thing that's going to happen mate that sounds that would be amazing brilliant. dialysis backpacks it's going to be cool as hell uh, feeding tube pumps in backpacks uh, really? I used to go down to Southampton and there you was a guy you mentioned there was a fella who... who so like when you're on a feeding tube you have a pump which yeah. puts all the meds through the feeding tube into your stomach there was a guy walking around Nose Southampton candy. Uh, and he'd just be like you'd hear like the whirring noise yeah. of, of the pump and I was like, instant, not quite PTSD, but I know that noise. What the hell's that noise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, sorry, it's my bag. I was like, hold up, mate. Are you telling me? Are you telling me you your... are nose fed? And I was chatting to this guy, and he was like, I've always had it this way. I was like, right, back in my day. He's like 40, and I'm standing there telling him, Mad. mate, back in my day, it would be, I'd have to go to bed because this thing was that big one. Like, yeah. No way could you fit it in a bag and walk around with it. And he was like, oh, I guess medical technology is pretty cool. I was like, you don't realise how much you've made my year by seeing this but Jeez. still cool stuff that's the future that's things are getting nice. smaller more bearable uh, transplants are getting easier to do it's alright slow down slow down if, uh, if our listeners are, we're running out of time Ruth. no no we're not running out of time we just uh, we're grateful for your time yeah. I just feel um, it's a thing of beauty we're trying to keep it within a time limit we're trying to keep it within a time limit but... and we've got 30 seconds <laughs> no I wouldn't go that far <laughs> and basically off no I think um, yeah I think we'll call it there I guess yeah. the thing with transplants and us living with the transplants I think we could do an episode that lasts so four hours more. with this. We so can literally, much to it. and maybe so we will do it. In, yeah, as well, because your experiences are very different from mine. The medication I took, like the anti-rejection, might work differently to other medication that you take. Your yeah. lifestyle, what were your priorities? But we are going to go into stuff Food. like you know, career, <laughs> relationships, how transplants yeah. or how our health in general, um, you affects, know, affects things. these yeah. things. So yeah. But yeah, that's it for today, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate the love and support that we've already been receiving yep. um, from you and continue to, I'm sure. You're going to remind me to tell everyone where to find the Instagram oh, page yeah. or so do I, I have to do that job. myself? I had one job to remind you to do the one job. What's that? Sorry. What was that you um, wanted to tell hey, me? Hey, Rubes, where can people, where, where can they find us? Where that's, you can that's find us. a good us. start. Have you got it? Yeah. So <laughs> they can find us on Instagram at Professional Patients. So at Professional Patients. Patients. patients being kidney. Hospital patients. Hospital patients. Yeah. Not the patience that you need to put up with us. Get through life and listen to this whole podcast. <laughs> listen to this whole podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we really, we really um, appreciate your time today, guys. Um, take care. Stay safe and well. And uh, once again, shout out Matt Berry. For whatever Father! reason. For whatever reason. Doodles. Have a good and jolly good. Peace. Hop. <laughs>